Thanks for tuning in to the Grace Church of Ocala podcast. We're equipping disciples who make disciples in Ocala, Florida. I'm Pastor Michael Lockstampfor, and I'm excited to share this episode with you. We're going to be hearing from Pastor Ryan Gagnon in what I think is a really unique format as he kicks off a brand new series called Anchored on the Unseen. We haven't heard from Pastor Ryan much over the last year or so because he's been directing his attention fully to our children's ministry that we call Kid Nation. But this Sunday was very special. Kid Nation stayed with us through the whole worship gathering, and Pastor Ryan taught, so we got a special glimpse of him using his gifts with the kids in a different kind of a format. And he showed us that our purpose since the beginning has been to be his representative, be God's representative. You'll hear a lot from the kids in the audio here, but really this sermon is better experienced with the visual components intact. So I'm including a link to a YouTube video in the episode description. There are other resources there, including links to the scripture we discussed in this episode, as well as a Bible reading guide specifically written to complement this new series anchored on the unseen. Now, let's listen in to Pastor Ryan Gagnon as he shows us how to be a good representative of God to our community. Morning, church. How we doing? We're going to be covering Genesis chapters 1 through 3. Say Genesis. This is kind of a big deal. There's a lot going on. Gonna need your help. Got your help? Got your commitment? Everybody gonna lock in? You've heard the creation story before, right? Most people have? Thank you. Appreciate that. That was good. That's good. From, yes, in the beginning, what? Yeah. Amen. So, Max, what's that a picture of up there? You gotta look around me, my bad. Max, that's an anchor. Why? What's an anchor? Somebody help me out. Yeah, you drop it out of a boat. Okay. Now the kids are going to be answering a lot of questions, but adults super interactive this morning. You guys are going to help me out here. Okay. So an anchor, you drop an anchor out of a boat. Pastor Todd, why do you do that? You're the biggest fisherman in the room I know of. Ah. Yeah, because if you go off in the Gulf of Mexico and you're trying to catch a fish and you fall over and there could be sharks around and you need a dude to lift you up. No, that was Pastor Todd's story. But um, you need an anchor. An anchor's a big deal. You need it because without the anchor, guess what happens to the boat? It keeps going and it goes where it's not supposed to because the assumption is that you dropped the anchor where you wanted to stay where you need to be connected to, okay? So what does that have to do with creation? What does that have to do with God? Everything. The God of the universe created us to have a connection with him. As you saw in the verses where we're going to get to in the next couple of weeks in 2 Corinthians, God created us to have a relationship with him, to be connected with him, and in being connected with him, we have a purpose, who here in the last month, do not put your hand up, but think, has really wondered what your purpose is? Why am I here? What's the point? Okay, I've signed off on this whole Jesus thing. 
Maybe you're here in this room and you said, you know what? Okay, I believe Jesus is real. I believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And I believe that he has promised to return and that he will return. That's the gospel. I believe that. But Monday is really rough. Why? Why am I here? What's the point? Why do I exist? Is, is following God just this thing that happens one Sunday or maybe at some youth conference or maybe at some baptism thing and then it's whatever? It's not at all. There's a lot more to following God and we're going we're gonna to help you. God's going to declare what your purpose is this morning. I think that's worth our attention, right? Amen. So, we're going to jump right into it and just define what your purpose is. Our purpose, since the beginning, is to be his representative. Okay, so let's, let's unpack that sentence, okay? What does purpose mean? Why are you here? Okay, purpose, okay? The ex- reason for existence, the why, right? So your purpose, my purpose, the why, since the beginning, what beginning do you think we're talking about? Creation, because that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Creation, okay? So is it since your beginning, or since your beginning, or since your beginning, or since the beginning? The overall beginning. Our purpose, humankind's purpose is what we're going to break down this morning. I'm so fired up. His representative. Who is the his? God, okay? Writer. The his is God, okay? If I told you you're supposed to be God's representative, what do you think that means? Tough, right? Yeah. Somebody help him out. How do you define representative? Max. People who represent, yeah, do me a favor, though. Define it with a word different than representative. Okay? Somebody help him out. What's representative mean? Face of, example, illustration of, spokesperson. What's up, Ms. Leslie? Yeah, we just read that, right? Nice, that was good, okay? Your purpose, my purpose, since the beginning, is to be God's representative where? Amen. Now, we, we, we need to get into the passage, which we will, but we can stop right there. That's the point. That's the point of everything. Our purpose is to be his representative. Now we're going to unpack what that means, what that looks like in each other's lives, and that's where we're going. So we're going to be in Genesis 1 through 3. Say Genesis 1 through 3. Okay, and we said in the beginning, God... Nice job, Rod. Okay, so God created the heavens and the earth. So we should begin at the beginning, but what if I told you something super crazy? That Genesis 1 isn't the beginning. Ooh, that's weird, right? We read in Ezekiel chapter 28, that was God dealing with the devil. Now, think, when do you first hear the devil coming into human history? The Garden of Eden, right? The fall, right? We're going to get to that, okay? But what if I told you God was dealing with Satan before Adam was created? Before Eve was created, okay? Before we were around at all, God was already dealing with Satan. Did you notice that in that passage, God's talking as if Satan's already destroyed? God's outside of time, guys. 
His Monday is not our Monday. He's outside of it all. He is the creator. All of it. So we're going to jump in now, and we're going to talk about this whole idea of world 1.0. Okay? Now, we're not going to read the passages outside of Ezekiel. We read that, but if you want to make a note, Isaiah 14 is another example of this, where you can see God dealing with Satan. Okay? So this is super crazy. Kids, what if I told you there's a world that's going on right now that you can't see? Does that sound kind of crazy, Elijah? A little bit crazy, right? What if I told you there was angels? There's demons? There's crazy stuff going on. There's spiritual, what they call warfare. What does warfare mean, Ian? What's warfare? Max, help him out. Fighting, there's battles. There's a spiritual world that exists that, Ryder, you can't see. I can't see it. And it's existed since before Adam and Eve were created. Okay? So, there's a spiritual world that exists before the physical one. Okay? God is in existence with his angels. That's what we're talking about. Okay? You've heard this story. Maybe you haven't unpacked it in the passage until maybe we read Ezekiel 28. Rebellion takes place. Who rebels? Who rebels against God in the spiritual world? Satan. Lucifer, right? Rebels against God. Now, God deals with him. And as you see in Ezekiel 28, God deals with him in a way that is final. It's done. But he still hasn't created us yet. How's that work? It's kind of crazy, right? Satan, his sin, is he thinks he's like God. God is using him. God is using him just like he uses us to bring glory to himself, to tell his story. And he says, I can be like God. I'm God. I'm just, I, I can be God. And God deals with that. Then Genesis 1. What? Does it seem a little crazy to you guys? God's response to the part of the angelic world rebelling against him was to build a physical world was Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's where we're going to be. So kids, you're up. You ready? Okay. Tell me about the creation story. Max, what happened? God created Adam. Is that what he created first? Elijah, what did God create first? The world? Okay, that's in there. Okay. There's something that happened before the world. Anybody? The moon and the stars, that's in there, okay? Yeah, nice. Family cheating. I got you, Lock Stanfords and Jules. So there's this creation, right? So God begins creating and he begins with light. He creates light. How does God create, Max? Does he pull out his erector set? Start. Light. How does he create light? He said, right? Does that sound crazy? If I said, I want a new car, do I have a new car? I wish, right? That'd be sweet, right? But I ain't God. He says, let there be light. Now, when it says in John, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word what? And the word was, okay? So you have Jesus, okay? The word, God speaking light into existence. So you have God the Father, you have Jesus the Son, and it says right there in, in verse 2, the Holy Spirit's around too. 
going across the heavens. Okay? How cool is that? From the very beginning, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all around the creation of, well, we got light. But he doesn't stop there, because if it was just light, then you know, we wouldn't be talking this morning. Then he creates matter, okay? Begins creating the heavens, the universe. Begins by creating. And then he goes into vegetation. Sophie, what's vegetation? We're going to move Miss Leslie to the front row. Ryder, you like vegetables? Really? My man. Cam, you like vegetables? Eh, you guys are just lying now because you're in the church. All right. God created vegetables. He created vegetation. He created things that grow green. He's, he was creating the world. Okay, so literally out of earth, the one planet that we can find life growing, God began creating that. It comes growing out of the ground. Think trees. Think vines. Think all of those weeds you guys pulled. Take that up with God, day three. Sorry, bro. Okay? Doesn't stop there. Day four, God creates time. What? Does that make sense? Ryder, what is time? Yeah, that's good. That is a time. All right, Kim, what is time? Exactly. Adults, what is time? Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Okay. Yeah, a taskmaster. That's good, too. God created in day four a way that we could measure days. It didn't exist up until that point. He created something that would be a bearer, a light in the, in the morning, a light in the day, and a light at night. So literally a day light and a night two things, right? So he's creating this so that now literally... Time exists in the way that we understand it. So when we see God in Ezekiel 28 dealing with Satan, he's dealing with Satan outside of time. So when God looks at him, he sees everything that's happening in his life as of, as of one moment. We exist inside this paradigm of time that he created. It was his. He said, now there's time. Now there'll be seasons. The seasons are important because he just created vegetables. Vegetation, right? So now that's a part. Does it stop there? Now he creates some animals, and they're animals in the sea. Riley, give me an animal that's under the water. A whale. Okay, so God's creating the ecosystem, right? The animals that live under the water, and he starts to create birds. Birds in the sky. Kim, give me a bird. Blue, nice. That's good. Yeah, blue jay. He creates animals in the sky, animals under the water, all day five. Okay? Doesn't stop there. Day six happens. Now he's going to have animals on the land. Okay? Elijah, give me an animal on, that's on the land. What? Frog. That's a good one, too. I like it. Um, Ian, what's another animal on the land? A lion, that's a good one too. But he also creates man. Whoa. All right, so let's, let's, let's track here real quick about God creating a man. Now we're going to camp here for a minute. And adults, I'm going to need your help with this too. So God creates man, 
Is man like a lion? What's more important, a man or a lion? Why? Cam, why is, why is, why is a man more important? Because the lions eat people, that's why the people are more important, okay? All right, Riley, why is a person more important than a lion? Max, why is a person more important than a lion? None of us would be here. That's true. Yeah. Ms. Deb? What? Okay. God says that he's going to create man in his image and likeness. If you can understand that, then you should be a seminary professor. Seriously, right? God creates man in our likeness, all our image. Who's the our, Max? When God says we created him in our image. Jesus, I got pretty fired up, I apologize. Yes, absolutely. It's the Holy Spirit and it's Jesus and God. So he says, create them in our image because all three components of the God we serve were working at that moment. How cool is that? That's super, super cool. So man... Relationship. The look on your guys' eyes is awesome. Max, how are, what, what's so? We love each other, okay? There's a connection, okay? Are we in the same kind of relationship? Like, Cam, are your mom and dad in the same kind of relationship as, like, let's say, two dogs? No, it's a little bit different, right? Okay? They're in a bond, a covenant relationship. People were designed to be in, it's a big word, community. To be together. Who else is in community? Look up at the top of the slide. Who else is in community, guys? God is. God is in community. We're in relationship like God. God from the beginning was in relationship with himself, literally. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Man has the ability to reason. We can think. We are conscious. We know that we're alive, right? There's a difference. Man is called to rule over the earth. There's a big word, dominion. What does that mean? Yeah. Pastor Todd, what does dominion mean? Active stewardship, okay? Smaller words. Responsible for, okay, governance is the bigger word, but I get the point, okay? Okay, so, so, okay, so check it. So we are responsible. What does responsible mean, kids? What does responsible mean? This is a word you're all starting to learn, hopefully. Right. What's it mean? What's responsible mean? You, yeah, you're in charge. You have to take care of. Absolutely. Good shots, right? So we are in charge of what? And... Toys, yeah? The earth. 
We are, we, God gave us the earth. We are in dominion of, over it. We are in charge of the earth. We are to, called to be stewards of his creation. Okay? Keep going, because this is about to get crazy. Man has the ability to pass on his image. Look in Genesis chapter 5. As we have kids, we pass along our image and our likeness, it says in Genesis chapter 5. Okay? This is really, really heavy stuff. God has created us to be his what? Image bearer. Image bearer. What, was, what was the big idea? His representative. Where? So now let's, let's track that with the first people. Okay? So let's see what, what happens here. Who's watching as God is doing all of this? If you can cheat, I already hit him up on the back side. I'm standing in front of Max on purpose. Who's, who's watching while this is happening, Miss Deb? Heaven. What? God is creating a physical world, and you have a spiritual world that's still in existence watching what he's doing. I want to propose the idea that they don't quite get it. They're watching God work, and they don't understand. Why would he do this? We know he's great. What's he doing? He's declaring who he is to the spiritual world. And part of that is us, the physical world, and what he's doing. This is big, heavy stuff. Don't fall off. Keep going. We're almost there. You're doing really, really well. So the angels are watching this happen. They're seeing God create Adam and Eve. And he tells them to do something. What does he tell them to do? What are some directions that God gives Adam, Ryder? Don't eat off the tree. Okay, do you remember what the tree's called? Yeah, not, not quite an apple tree. Tree of knowledge. Ends with a good and, and then uh, begins with a good and ends with an evil. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God is creating a world without sin. What is sin, Cam? What's sin? Help him out. Max, what is sin? Soph? Yeah, bad choice, right? It's missing the mark God has created for us. It's literally missing the mark. It's not doing what we're supposed to do. It's a bad choice, right? So God is creating a world where there aren't any bad choices. There's no sin. The world is designed by God to work perfectly. We saw how the days lined up. He did it all, and everything's ready to roll, and they have one thing to do. Elijah, what's that one thing they're not supposed to do? Remember the tree? They're not supposed to eat from the tree, right? So don't eat from that tree. But now something kind of crazy happens, and it's called the fall. Okay? God gives a system for day seven for Sabbath. Say Sabbath. Okay, so Sabbath is, the, is what God created for us so that we could rest. It was something where we were to set aside time to worship God. 
Okay? So God rested on the seventh day, and he says for us to worship him, to take time out of our lives, because you know, we've got busy lives, and to focus on God. Specific, holy time with him. That's Sabbath. Okay? Let's break down the fall. Okay? I need you kids up here now. Yeah, come on. Okay, so you guys know how we do skits in Kid Nation, right? The oldsters, they don't know. So we got to show them, okay? So Cam, you're going to be Adam. Soph, you're going to be Eve. Okay? Ryder, you're a lion. Grant, you're an angel. Max, you're Satan. Okay? Elijah, you're an angel. Okay, am I missing? Boom, 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 boom. Um, you're also an animal. Riley, come on. And Ian, you're going to be another angel. Okay? So I need my angels up here because the angels are in heaven. Okay? Angels, you're up here. Okay? So you guys are going to be watching. No, no, you got to be out. This is, this is so everyone can see. God's telling his whole story here. So God's going to be doing some stuff over here, right? And Adam and Eve are going to do what they're doing. We know this story, right? You guys as angels are going to be watching going, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. Okay? You ready? Okay. So Adam, you're a hardworking dude, right? You're over there tilling the, the flowers. Go till the flowers. Okay? Lion, lion, and donkey. Donkey. Okay? So you guys are being lions and donkeys. Okay? So Eve, okay? Eve. You're tilling some ground right here. You're working hard. Okay? Work hard. Okay? <clears throat> Satan comes over. Hey, Eve, what are you doing? Ah, uh, just working hard. Oh, okay. So, are, are you hungry? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty hungry. Well... Go eat from that tree. I hear the fruit over there is super good. Uh, sorry, dude. I can't do that. Why not? Because God said not to eat from that tree. Now, Satan, did God really say that? Uh, yeah, I think he said that. God told you that because he doesn't want you to be a God like him. God isn't thinking about what's best for you. Eve, I don't know if that's true. It's true. You can trust me. Okay, I'll eat from the tree. And Eve ate from the tree. Now, angels, you're watching this. You're watching Satan, and you're watching him get Eve to sin. What are you guys thinking? Ah, this is crazy. What's going on? Grant, do it. Ah! That, was, that was a little weak. Ah! All right, that was better. That was better. Okay, Eve, now you take the fruit, and you go over to your husband. Say, Adam, you got to try this. This fruit is super awesome. Adam, say, but hold on. That's from the tree we're not supposed to eat. 
uh, I don't trust God. I, I think we can, and this fruit is super good. This fruit is super good. I don't think God is looking out for us. We got to look out for ourselves. Adam, okay, that makes sense. And you eat from the tree. Angels, you're like, oh no, this is crazy. This is nuts. Animals, you're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? That was pretty weak for a lion. Just saying, just saying. Okay, okay. Now, Ian, you're going to be God. You ready? You're coming down from heaven. Adam, Eve, what's up? Where are you guys at? You guys are hiding now because you know you sinned against God. Go hide under the stage. Go hide under the stage. He'll never find us here. Adam. Eve. Where are you guys at? I can see you. I'm God. I kind of created you. Adam. Oh, no, the jig is up. Adam, Eve, now you guys got to come before God. But you're, you're so sad. Come here. Come on, Eve. Hey, so you guys are now, you're, you're, you're upset, right? You're super sad. Your face is down. You're, oh, oh. And God, what'd you guys do? We ate from the tree you told us not to. Why did you do that? The serpent. the serpent. He told us it was him. God, good deal with the serpent. Come on. You are cursed. You'll have to walk on your, or you'll have to slither on your belly forever. Away from me. Now come back to them. Adam. You have sinned. Your job was to look out for your wife. And you have sinned. You will. You have sinned. So now you will have to work hard forever. The ground is going to be hard. And it won't be easy to get the fruit. Yes, sir. Eve, you have sinned. You believe the servant over me. Now, having babies is really going to hurt. And if you don't believe me, ask Miss Jessie. Okay? Yes, sir. I still love you. And from you will come a Savior that will redeem all of my creation. Amen. Give it up for the kids. All right, angels, have a seat, have a seat. Good job, guys, good job. Super proud of you, very good job. Good job. All right, so now we have the fall. 
So we know that Adam failed to protect his wife. We know that Satan began by questioning what? God's word. He doesn't work like that now. Not at all. He absolutely does. It's the same thing. Adam didn't protect his wife. Satan went in and perverted God's word and questioned whether or not God's word was true. Eve didn't believe God. They sinned against God. God dealt with the sin. An animal was killed to clothe them. All the while, the angels are watching. World 1.0, the spiritual world, is watching their creator God interact with his creation 2.0 and how they looked at him dead in his face and said, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. I don't trust what you say. And the angels are sitting up there probably thinking they're dead. It's over. I don't understand what God is doing. But he still used them as a representative even there for his goodness and telling his story. And in Genesis 3, talks about a coming savior of Jesus. From the beginning of the physical world, talks about spiritual Jesus. This is just so crazy awesome. That's the God we serve. That even in the midst of that story that you've heard a million times, that we can be so callous to that we just, whatever. Everything was perverted from that moment forward. Everything was marred. It wasn't how it was supposed to be anymore. Yet in those circumstances, God still loved us. And God was still gracious. And God didn't leave his people. He walked with them step by step by step by step until you get to the verse that we read this morning from Corinthians about a ministry of reconciliation. Did you just see a ministry of reconciliation? You did. You saw a ministry of God reconciling his people. He did not, he did not take away consequences for the sin. There were real life consequences. Every woman in here knows what I'm talking about. Every guy in here knows what I'm talking about. There are consequences to the fall and they are death and they are dire. But our God offered reconciliation even in that moment. And then throughout time has continued to use his people, his Christ followers as ambassadors, as representatives for him. So now you know the creation story. You knew that before you walked in, most likely. Now what? Why do you care? You are God's representative to the world, okay? He has equipped you to be a representative of that. He has called you, if you have not surrendered your life to him, if you are not a follower of Jesus, the gospel is real, and he has called you to reconciliation with him. It is very clear. You either reconcile with God by accepting his gift of grace and love, or, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. It's one or the other. For those of us in the room that have decided to follow Jesus and we've accepted that gift of reconciliation and we're following him, you're his representative to the world. You are empowered by the same, say same, spirit 
that floated over the waters. You have a connection to the same, say same, God the Father who created. You have a relationship with the same, say same, Jesus whose word created everything. We all have that. That is part of the ministry of reconciliation. That is that you're new a creation, guys. You're a new creation. Follow Christ in community, loving his people and showing grace to your communities. Because part of coming here is bonding together, growing in Christ, but then taking it out and being his ambassador, being his representative, and being one worthy of the God who saved you. Because he's called you to it. It's not unclear. It is very clear. That's what he's called you to. Who in your community has he called you to reach? Has he called you to be his ambassador? How are you doing with that? Because that ministry has been essentially the same since the beginning. And don't forget that it's not just about your neighbor. It's about that angel. It's about the spiritual world 1.0 that is still watching. And I would bet still doesn't get it. Still doesn't get how he can still love a people who constantly pull away from him. But he's telling his story of his reconciliation. So what is your purpose? Your purpose since the beginning is to be his representative in your community. We're going to unpack this over the next couple of weeks, and you will see over and over and over again how God is brought about the same type of ministry of being an ambassador, of being a special representative. You have been drafted. Do with it what you will, but know people are watching. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you've been challenged, encouraged, and helped by God and His Word. If you want more information about Grace Church of Ocala or would like to get in contact with us, please visit our home on the web, ocalagrace.org. And if we haven't met yet, we hope to talk with you soon.